Welcome back to the Raisin Rad podcast with Joe and Emma Radosevich. This is episode five of season one, all about our garden. Today we're going to talk about um, what's new in our garden this week, a pandemic garden, planning, planting a pandemic garden, and advice for first-time gardeners. Thanks for listening. All right, so what is new in our garden this week? Okay, so our basement lettuce, our indoor lettuce that seemed like it had stalled is now getting bigger. Yeah. And I'm really excited. Yeah, it's growing Because really there was one that was just kind of big from the beginning, but all the others were just staying really small. And it's been two months now. Um, mm. And usually at this point we would be able to plant, you know, I mean – after two months of indoor growing, they would be transplanted outside. And normally they're larger than what they are. But they suddenly, like in the last couple of days, just took off. So. Yeah. Well, this weekend would be two months. And by this point, they should be big. Mm-hmm. Like full, they should be, we should probably yeah, be eating from it. we had like last year when we did, you know, our indoor ones, they were really full before su- we transplanted them. They're supposed to take 40 days from being transplanted. And I think this weekend will be 40 days from them, me moving them from little seed starting tray to... Right, but you wouldn't transplant them when they're this big outside. When they're only two inches tall, you wouldn't plant those outside. I, I still think they're slightly behind. But I don't think they're that far behind. <laughs> I don't think they're that far behind. I was I earlier was thinking that they're really far behind. Man, those the forty days though could be from seed because you can grow them outside from seed. Anyway, I whatever the case is, I, really I think those. I think the reason that they slowed down is because I usually water when I see the soil dry out. Hmm. But this soil has not dried out, and so I wasn't watering very often. Oh, yeah. And the lettuce needs extra water at this stage to be growing. So the only thing I changed is I'm watering more regularly and keeping it really moist. Yeah, it was just like all of a sudden they just like turned that corner, and they're they're definitely going now. So I was giving them – I was being patient because I was like, well, the roots could be growing – but and I, I want to be patient and say, hey, sometimes things happen below the soil, below the surface, and then they'll shoot up. They'll shoot up. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about the fact that I am Oliver Wendell Douglas, Douglas from Green Acres. Yep. And you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. The glamorous wife oh, in her right. bathrobe all day. <gasps> Did you just say that on our podcast? <laughs> She wears a bathrobe all day. I do not. Oh, she, she does. <laughs> <laughs> Zaza, whatever her name is. Oh, no, she's not Zaza. Was What's she Ava? Eva? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, anyway, in Green Acres, he one one of the episodes, he gives a speech about putting a seed in the ground and it's shoosting into the sky. Well, and so whenever shooting. I say shoosting. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what she says. He says shooting into the sky. She says shoosting. shoosting. <laughs> so when you hear me say shoosting, but that. Anyway, the, the lettuce is now growing like gangbusters. It's going really well. Yeah. Super, I'm excited about eating it soon because I love that lettuce. I'm super happy with the uh, tomatoes. Now they're going to Yeah, they be, look cool. Um, 
the, I think once we plant them for real later. So that's going on in our garden. Um, those seedlings that we started of spinach and lettuce and cilantro, something happened with that that did not take. And that's gardening. We've always had ha- we've always had trouble with that packet of <coughs> spinach. So it could We're be that. We're going to have to get some new new seeds. Um, I'm excited this weekend to prune the apple trees. I'm so pumped. What day is that? Probably Friday. Okay. Whatever day is Remind like. Remind me not to watch. Feels good. I'm so excited. I love pruning because that means that they're going to grow. I know, but to me it's like, oh my gosh, you're like taking away the tree. But we're forming it into the way that we want it. I know those things in my head. Yeah, but in your heart. <laughs> my heart. I can't accept it. Yeah. So this week I found out why you need chill hours on your tree. Yeah, you were telling I, me about that. I didn't know I didn't know trees had so many hormones that they had to deal with. And they have to get rid of them. <laughs> chill hours. Hormones. There's something to that. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, so they need the cold weather to cause the water to go into their roots so that the cells don't get damaged. And then the growth-inhibiting hormones rise up to the the upper branches and the chill hours break those down so the tree can then then grow. If it's not cold enough. So that's one of the things... If it's not cold enough, your tree would actually just... Not grow. I would. I mean, would it die or would it just not? It grow? wouldn't grow the way that it needs. It would produce fruit the way that it needs mm. to. That's what the woman said. She's like the tree expert with Stark Brothers. Oh, which is Stark Brothers. If you're listening, you can sponsor this podcast because mm-hmm. we love Stark. Yeah, we're totally open to that. Um. So, pruning the trees this weekend. Um, and you then, bought some rabbit fencing. Oh yeah, so we've got some rabbit. Going after some uh, of our blueberry bushes again, so I bought some rabbit fencing. It was so sad to try and ward off. The thing is, I like rabbits and I like blueberries, so I really struggle inside with this. I talked to somebody this weekend who with who has a greenhouse and keeps blueberries in pots and keeps them outdoors. He has a greenhouse, uh-huh. of course, he has a greenhouse. Yeah, we're gonna need to have him on the podcast. Uh. Blueberry bushes that he takes outside maybe until they're pollinated and then brings them indoors. And he said you wouldn't believe how long in the season he gets blueberries. Are you kidding? Yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on in our garden this week. I guess we just need to plan out some more stuff, some more specific stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like almost March and I, I don't know what happened in February. It's like I blinked and it's gone. Yeah. So we need to plan... Um, Starting our seed soon. Yeah, we do. So right now, um, the world is kind of paying attention to uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, that's spreading around the globe. There are rumors that it could be a pandemic. And so we Mm -hmm. thought we would have a discussion about what would we plant in a pandemic garden, similar to victory gardens from World War II. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Do you know what I just found out? What? When we started talking about it, I pulled up my phone. Do you know who came up with the name Victory Garden and, just, wrote, and wrote a pamphlet on it? Oh, no, I'm afraid. Who? 
George Washington Carver. Really? He came up with Victory Gardens and wrote a pamphlet on it. Isn't that wild? Yeah. He did everything. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So and so Victory Gardens. Right. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Were you describing it? Yeah, you can describe it. Oh. What's a Victory Garden? Um. <clears throat> well, as I understand it, a Victory Garden was a way of, you know, civilians helping the war effort by planting gardens in their yards um, because there were food shortages. Um, so I'm not really sure how that like helps, <laughs> but somehow you basically, you can feed your own family. You don't have to rely on um, anyone else or the government or anything like that's yeah. busy doing war stuff. You get to, you're supposed to be growing it yourself and it's helping us win a war. Since I'm now an expert, since I read something for 30 seconds right. on it. Like Wikipedia, yeah. you know. <laughs> How'd you know? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, basically Wikipedia. it relieved the pressure on the food supply and yeah. it supplemented people's food rations. Right, right. Um, we see them, so we love the, the we love the show Foil's War and we notice the victory gardens in people's front yards. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so so we're we're calling this now a pandemic garden. So what yes. you plant in case of a worldwide pandemic. pandemic? Yeah. Um. So what do you plant? What do you think would be some important things to plant in a pandemic mm -hmm. garden, and why? <clears throat> so originally, I you know the first thought is okay, what grows quickly? But the things that grow super quick are not the most like dense foods mm -hmm. and you can't make an entire meal out of a bowl of lettuce so you need to plant things that are um i don't even know what the word is <laughs> like a denser there we go <clears throat> i feel like you've got to balance so, like how long it takes to grow versus its nutritional well, content but if you're trying to stockpile in the event of a pandemic. Obviously, like right now, if like tomorrow we wake up and it's like everywhere, like we can't. Yeah, you can't we, do that. You wouldn't do, it wouldn't work that way. But if you're planning ahead <laughs> to do that thing, the first thing that comes to my mind would be <clears throat> winter squashes um, because they're pretty substantial meaty vegetable, particularly something like butternut acorn even pumpkin um which is normally just pumpkin pie but you could eat it you know as a as a squash <clears throat> um spaghetti squash as well so that's my first thought is winter squash for sure um i think tomatoes are a really, really great idea too because you can preserve them. Winter squash also keeps. Winter squash mm -hmm. will keep for months and months and months in proper, like, colder storage. Yeah. So, I mean, just a basement, you could keep them or yeah. in your garage. Um, but tomatoes, because they can be used in a variety of ways, you know, fresh, cooked, whatever, and then also preserved. You know, you can can them, you can freeze them. And so you would have those from us. So those are my top two things that come to mind 
that you'd want to have a lot of <laughs> tomatoes and butter in a squash. <laughs> See, I would what do, do you think? I would do spaghetti squash. Um, so nutritional density, but it doesn't take too long to grow, makes me think uh, I would do cherry tomatoes, not full size tomatoes, okay. because they are much. I feel like they're more prolific and faster. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you want to supplement your food supply, that's a good way to go. Um, potatoes, I feel oh, like. Yeah, potatoes. I feel like potatoes, potatoes would be a good one uh, to grow. Mm -hmm. um, herbs, because if all you have is plain food, you would want yeah, you need some basil would be a it. good thing. Mm -hmm. To plant in your garden. I think cucumbers and cucumbers would be a good thing mm -hmm. because you they're can pretty prolific. Those as well. You can preserve Pickling. them. Um, I think you said different kinds of squash. Summer squash is pretty prolific mm -hmm. and it's not empty and calories. And if you have to empty. eat something, then so, you can eat that. <laughs> so some people grow microgreens for salads instead of lettuce. Because I, I don't honestly know anything about microgreens. I mean, spinach would be a good... I mean, that's not a microgreen, but spinach yeah. would be also a good choice for greens. And um, kale, because those are a little bit hardier. Um, I think if you have space, you can grow dry beans. Yeah. You can't grow a ton of it. I mean, I had a small... Oh, green beans my... and snap peas. Especially the yeah. lazy wife ones. Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's Emma's favorite variety of uh, green bean. When she got very offended when she heard there was one called Lazy Wife. Mm -hmm. And it, that was just because you picked them all at once or something? Um, no. There's something. It makes it easier for picking, and that's why it's called Lazy Wife. Yeah. So those are the remember. things that I'm thinking. Like green beans, especially if you get like taller ones that grow up. You know, yeah, like, like ladders. actual pole beans. You then you, you can get a ton of beans that way. Mm -hmm. And so like that's a good move. Onions would be great. Onions. Um, for, for seasoning, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, we really enjoyed growing onions this last year. Oh, cabbage. Cabbage is um, will keep really well. So I would definitely say grow some cabbage for your pandemic garden. Okay. I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, Brussels sprouts sound awesome. We just haven't grown them yet. Yeah. Uh, We're corn, doing that for this year. Sweet corn. Because, um, again, it's that preserving nature that I feel like makes it really good. Because you can freeze corn off the cob. Yeah. And all of those will help make you help you get some variety. And extend whatever your rations are in the pandemic. In the pandemic, yeah. That in happens. the pandemic that's coming. <laughs> so you say. So, uh, who knows? Maybe somebody's going to listen to this in a few months and we all avoid it. <laughs> and that would be great. We just got to talking and said, what would we grow? Yeah. If there was a pandemic and everybody had to stay at home and the stores were short of food. and Yeah. And that was going to happen for like more than two weeks. And obviously, that's for if it's going to be that way for a long time. Right. But I'm not sure. 
hopefully pandemics come and go quickly. Yeah. But there's always the, there's other things that can happen in the world that you might want to have a supply. And so that's what we would grow in our pandemic gardens. Mm -hmm. All right, what is your advice for first-time gardeners? Where should they start? My advice is don't go to Pinterest. (laughs) Don't go to Pinterest because people will tell you how you can start a garden in your leftover oil pan from your car or some... Some stupid. Some... Also, don't watch those videos on Facebook that are like, go to the grocery store, get some strawberries, take the seed out of the strawberry, (laughs) plant it, and in two weeks, you'll have a strawberry plant. And I'm sorry, it's really annoying to me. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I think about that and I'm like, could we plant the romaine? If we've done it. It will sprout. It will sprout more lettuce, but um, like it's like the thin stuff yeah. that's like in the middle. <laughs> so uh, my, my advice is actually spend the money to have a good first experience. So Hmm. I actually, I think about that regularly, like cutting corners, you'll end up being disappointed every time you cut corners down the road. We planted in cardboard boxes and that, which is okay. I wouldn't recommend somebody to do that. You can cut corners, but like if you're going to do something, you don't have to get the nicest version ever, but spend the money to, to do it right. To get the things you actually need to do the things. Yeah. So that's the kind of the principle. I, I think of that regularly when I'm like, I see some new idea of start turning something you found somewhere into some piece of your garden. Yeah. I'm sometimes like, I'm not sure that works real well. Yeah. And I think you would end up having a, a worse experience than spending $20 to buy the pot you need. Or whatever, yeah. whatever the case is. So anyway, that's one of the principles I think of regularly. Um, so my my advice is for a first time gardener is either do a four foot by four foot box or get some buckets. Either one of those would work. Depends on what your goals are. If you really just want to try your hand at growing something. Buy a few five-gallon buckets. I know I just said don't, don't don't cut corners. I don't feel like this is cutting corners. Buy <laughs> buy or find a few <laughs> five-gallon buckets. Put the right kind of soil in it. They make uh, raised bed mixes that you can buy. Oh, really? Uh-huh. At Home Depot, Walmart, or any of those places. Fill them to whatever point you need. Buy a few plants from a nursery. Spend $1.50 to 3 bucks per plant and have at it. Or you can buy one of those little kits that's got like a nice, cute little four foot by four foot raised bed thing. Yeah. You make these in kits? Uh, yeah, they sell them at Aldi even. Wow. Well, Home I, Depot, I Walmart, Aldi, Aldi, they have these little <laughs> kits. And so whether it's a two foot by four foot or a four foot by four foot. That's you crazy. Can, I had no idea. Yeah. Sometimes they're made of wood. Sometimes they're made of plastic. But whatever the case is, you know, and then buy a few plants that you like. Don't worry about starting from seed at the beginning. 
Yeah. And so what's your, what's some of your advice? That, that goes into my main advice is don't start from seed. There's no reason to do that with your first time. Cause I feel like you would probably just get frustrated. Um, I mean, we've been gardening for years and we started some seeds a couple weeks ago and they didn't germinate, you know, like, because it's not necessarily the gardener's fault when things go wrong. Um, you would just grow frustrated and not do it and be like, I don't know. I can't do this. I kill everything, you know? Um, so I suggest just going to Walmart, just going to local nursery, whatever, and getting a couple of plants, literally two or three plants, because you could like go crazy and buy like 17 different things. And then you just can't take care of them all. Um, uh, that's true. You don't know if so, you like it. Yeah. And you might not even enjoy it or you might be travels a lot or like, it's just, yeah, I would suggest two or three plants. Um, Maybe even ones that are already in pots, <laughs> like the bigger ones that are already in the pots. Um, if not, then, you know, get some nice pots and some dirt for this, for the smaller transplants. But that would be my suggestion. And something like a tomato plant, because um, it's going to grow. You've convinced me because I think of all the, the yards I drive past that have a raised bed that they put that they put in one time and now it's overgrown and never never used, used for anything. it. Yeah. Yep, you've convinced I'm like, me. I thought so, that was strange, but I so, was like whatever it's yeah. your opinion. <laughs> yeah, you've convinced me. I don't I think that use would be a bad first. A few a few pots or uh Because yeah, you want to see if you even enjoy it. If it's something that you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so fun." Like then the next year you can add to it or you can plant a square of a garden or you can dig up your yard. You know, but but you should really start small. So you started talking about this a little bit. What would you recommend somebody grow the first year? Yeah, I think they should get a tomato plant. Because we've never had a tomato plant not grow. We've had some that didn't grow well, <laughs> like last year. But, like, they will grow. So and I feel like they're not super fussy. I mean, I would suggest something like lettuce, but then again, I'm like, ah, we lettuce quickly, and you can you can get lettuce um, plants and transplant them, hmm. um, which we've done in the past. But um, and so that that's quick. I guess maybe that wouldn't be so bad. I guess it depends on what you like. If you don't like lettuce, then don't plant it. But if you don't like tomatoes, I guess you shouldn't plant tomato either. <laughs> I would, I would love to say plant something fast growing like lettuce, but at the same time, I feel like lettuce could be a little finicky. And I'm just like the tomato plant and is boring grow. because it's just green. Yeah, like everything else. Whereas like tomatoes, you get to like watch them ripen. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm kind of partial to it since that's what we started with. You know. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else to grow. I would recommend somebody grow the first time they want to grow something. Tomatoes are just an easy all-around choice. Put them in some sunlight regularly to give them some water. Yeah. Feed them some some fertilizer periodically. Yeah. Uh, green onions. Those are super easy. They will grow. And um, yeah. You Okay. So I know I said earlier... Don't watch the Facebook videos where you plant something and it like grows crazy. 
But I've actually heard this, I've not seen it, but I actually heard it from another gardener that you can buy the green onions at the grocery store and you can plant them. Like, after, like, use them and then plant the bottom part and it will grow. Huh. Because, I mean, we know that green onions do that in your, in your yard if you plant them, or when we cut them, they grow back. So that's an idea. You could get little, you could get onion sets and do green onions. Those are so easy. And they'll, they'll, you'll have them in like a couple weeks. So here's what I would recommend. I would recommend somebody get a cherry tomato plant and put it in buckets or maybe a couple and a cucumber plant. Cucumbers are pretty, they'll grow too. Yeah. And the reason is because it is incredibly fun to make a tomato cucumber mm. salad, like a, put some Italian dressing on this it. This year, let's get fresh mozzarella with that too. Okay. Mm. There's something really fun about serving a dish where yeah. you grew all the stuff in yeah. the dish. I mean, I realize you're going to put some Italian dressing on it or oil and vinegar, whatever you do. Um, right. But the, the but meat like, of it like is you're like, you have. I yeah. grew these two things. Right. And so if you're going to start out as a gardener, and and honestly, an herb's not a bad choice. I was going to say herbs, because um, I was say you actually grow those indoors as well. Like if you have a sunny kitchen window, you grow them, snip off your cilantro when you're making Mexican. One of my favorite things is about gardening is the smells. Mm-hmm. Because you don't get to eat the stuff every day until the season gets to the right spot. But, but you, you can brush your finger along. You can brush your finger along the basil. And oh, like, oh, the mint we have out there. Oh yeah, mm. brush your finger along the mint. And well, it just smells. You don't even have to brush your fingers on it. Like it smells up the garden. Well, it's I brush amazing. my fingers along it so I can smell <laughs> it really strongly. And right now, I go to the basement and I brush my finger along the tomato plants. Yeah. Because I love the smell of tomato plant. Mm-hmm. You're cute. So. Yeah, I don't know if something else that would be good good to grow in a bucket. But I think those are all pretty... If yeah, you're gonna start, and it also depends on whatever you like. If yeah. you just don't like cucumbers or tomatoes, if you love try some herbs. Try hot some peppers lettuce, or then. sweet peppers. I find peppers are really finicky. Yeah, I still, peppers are still, hard to grow. I still always try to grow hot peppers. But some years I have so much I put it in. I have to put them in the freezer. And then <laughs> the years, next year there's like hardly any. I mean, I, I think I had two hot peppers last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, this last year there was hardly anything. And the year before you had like quart bags in the freezer. Yeah. All of them. So those are, those are a few of the things that I would think yeah. about. I think it, yeah, I totally think it depends on preference, but um, I would just buy the plants. Don't start from seed. Would be my advice. So when we went on vacation this summer and we went to the orchard, the guy was telling us how he tells people, don't try to grow your own apples. Just come and buy them from me. <laughs> well, Which, of course. that rubbed me the wrong way. Because, <laughs> yeah, that bugged me. But. We like both. We like both worlds. <laughs> right. I like going to orchards. And I actually think he had one of my favorite varieties ever at his orchard. Sweet 16, in case you're curious. It's a cousin to Honeycrisp. But. Um, but I was, I was wondering why, why would you tell somebody a first time gardener to grow something? So this guy says, no, don't grow things, buy them from me. 
why would you tell somebody to take the time and effort to buy three buckets, buy a few plants, get some dirt, drill holes in the buckets, and put the dirt inside? Well, I think this goes back to something we talked about before. Like, there's such a um, such a joy in growing something of your own. And like you said earlier, um, adding something to your own, like your meal. Like, this came out of my yard or my kitchen window or whatever. Like, this tomato cucumber salad, you know, or these mashed potatoes or this corn on the cob. Like, that you get that, you know, from... from uh, your efforts, I guess. So I think that there's just a joy to it. I think that um, it puts us in into in touch. I don't know. That's kind of a weird word for it, but with our creator. Um, so yeah, I think there's lots of reasons to do it. Yeah, I think just the the miracle of something growing is worth everybody like trying it. Trying it. <laughs> yeah. Like it is like that doesn't mean everybody's going to be the same kind of gardener and is gonna love it and is gonna right. that's gonna be their thing. But to be like, I actually know where food comes from. I mean I think kids that's mm-hmm. I'm not like like super grumpy about it like some gardeners and farmers are like kids these days don't know where food comes from. <laughs> but I do think it's good for kids to know that like tomatoes grow on plants mm-hmm. well and i think um several of our kids eat a wider variety because they've seen it grow or because they've grown it themselves i mean oscar you know walks out there and eats the tomatoes well he's been he would only eat them outside remember in the summer if we brought them inside he wouldn't eat oh, them yeah but over the winter he's been eating tomatoes because they're familiar he remembers them yeah so i just i, I think there's something cool about I know how things grow and I grow a few of the things myself and then we just value them super highly when mm-hmm. we've done it ourselves. Mm-hmm. If you buy it from the store, it's whatever. I mean, I don't think store-bought tomatoes are very good. Mm-mm. And that both because I like to grow my own and because I just don't think they taste very good. A homegrown tomato is so incredibly Unbeatable. good. Yeah. And if you a homegrown tomato with a homegrown cucumber in a salad... Mm-hmm. With some mozzarella balls <gasps> and, and basil and homegrown oh, basil. Why didn't we do that last year? That's weird. Yeah. Homegrown and homemade pickles. So much better mm. than store-bought pickles. Yeah. So. Yep. That's, those are some reasons that, you know, I think there are some places, if you're probably Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, there's probably places where you can start putting out plants right now <sighs> up here in the north. We still have snow on the ground. <laughs> we do still have snow on the ground. And we probably won't even be able to put anything out at all until the first week of May. Yeah. I don't even think we'd put out lettuce until then. Right. Um, yeah. There's some cold stuff that can go out. But but there's always time. Even if you don't listen to this and you don't even think about it until July, wherever you live, there's probably something you can grow. Mm-hmm. The green onions. <laughs> Seriously. They take about two weeks. <laughs> Um, yeah. So to sum up advice for first time gardeners, I would say is start small and start with plants Yep. and start with something you already love. Yeah. I, I think that's good advice.
Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. We will catch you next week. Bye.